Okay, okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Let me stop. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing today? As you uh, heard in that beautifully sung intro by Sister uh, Hannah, you know, how y'all doing today? Um, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling fine. Um, I am very, like, all over the place this morning. I think a majority of the reason stems, excuse me, from the fact that I just have a lot to do, but I'm trying not to rush through everything and like go at a super fast pace right now. And so yeah, I just have a lot of different things that I want to talk about while I am simultaneously cleaning and doing some of the random things I need to do, like relacing my shoes, which I'm starting now. So hello. Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Banana Montana. Um, I'm doing great today. Honestly, I am. There has been like a new development in the story that has just caused me to really feel like, not really like super at peace yet, because I don't know if that's the decision I'm going with, but I do feel quite excited at the possibility of the decision that could be happening. So, okay. So there are, I guess, multiple things that I want to talk about. So let me just make a list real quick so I can remember about what I want to talk about. And then we'll jump in. Okay. So I want to talk about that, that I want to talk about, and then I want to talk about, um, Okay, so I'll start off first with the thing that just has been the most prevalent this morning, and that was the fact that I I was revealed this idea yesterday. No, 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 no. I don't want to say I came up with it because I didn't. It just popped in my head, and I don't know if it's from God or not. All I know is the idea popped in my head, and I said, that's a good idea. I like that. And so basically, graduation, I'm still trying to like figure out my plans. Like I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do after graduation, right? And so I've been going back and forth because I love the area that I'm in currently, like living by myself. I love the area that I'm in. I love the school that I work at. I love the church that I'm a part of. I just love it all. However, 
my entire support group, as we already know, I've done two podcasts on this already, and this is not going to be another podcast on that. It's just, it's leading up to something else. So just bear with me. But as you know, my entire support group is in, uh, back home. And so now I'm like trying to figure out, do I go back home? Do I stay? Do I go back home? Do I stay? But really right now in this moment, as I'm contemplating this, my heart is kind of like, I want to kind of stay. Now, when I was talking with my counselor about this decision, she said something that I thought was extraordinarily wise. She said, the decisions you make are temporary. And I said, that's so true. When you really think about it, this decision is a temporary decision. Whether I go back home or I stay here, it's not like I'm going to make this decision and have to live with it for the rest of my life, right? This is a decision that I can make. And then within a year to two to three years, I can make a completely other decision. And so after I let that pressure go of like wanting to make the perfect decision that's, you know, like I always say it's the best decision for me, but really what I mean when I say the best decision for me, I'm really hinting at, I want to make the perfect decision. And there are no such things as perfect decisions, right? I feel like you can think that it's a perfect decision. You can want it to be a perfect decision, but there's no such thing as the perfect one and only decision. You're always going to be making temporary decisions, like decisions that are for the temporary. And then, you know, that's it. Unless you like decide to like, you know, follow Jesus and then that's for a lifetime. But even within following Jesus, there's temporary decisions that you have to make because we live in a temporary world. And so every decision is temporary. When she said that, it was just very comforting because it made me realize I don't have to put so much pressure on the decisions that I make. And so knowing that last night, the idea of um, the idea of staying where I am and working at the school that I'm at right now for a year was something that came to mind. And I was like, I actually really am fond of that idea because, and here's the reasons why. Number one, I'm going to be a first year teacher. And I was thinking like, you know, yes, I want to be around my family and my support group. But also as a first year teacher, you need that support group of like fellow teachers. You know what I mean? And I can make that in for in where I live at home. I can make that. So I can make those type of relationships back home. I can definitely find people who are going to be a teacher support group back home. But I was like, but I also know the dynamics of here. And I know that at the school I'm currently at, I know the principal is there in every one of our meetings and that she's actually like championing for the things that the teachers are asking for. I know that she's actually looking at it because I'm watching her every single meeting that we have doing these things. And so I was like, okay, like maybe that is like a reason to stay. I think that's a reason to stay is because you see that your principal is already like doing those things that are showing that she's working in collaboration with the teachers that you work with. And so I liked that. And I thought that would be a reason to stay. And then also I thought, well, I kind of want to see my students who I just had. I, I want to see their development a little bit more. Like I absolutely love my students. And 
they're, they're currently in fourth grade. So then when they move up to the fifth grade level, like I will still be around to see them and to encourage them and to be like, hey, how you doing? Checking in with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially since so many of them love me. Like, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But like, seriously, though, like I am starting to like the students are starting to um, like understand me better. I'm starting to understand them better. And so I really feel this like connection with my students. And I'm like, man, I would love to like further that if I were to teach back at the school again. So I was thinking if I were to teach at the school. I would want to teach fourth grade. So I have two options, either first, fourth grade so that I can work with the teachers that I like to work with who I'm already working with right now, or I would like to teach fifth grade so that I can be with my students who I have already developed relationships with. And most of the fourth graders there, I know. Like even fourth graders from other classes, I know them and like I've already developed relationships with them too. And so it's like, it's nice because you'll be able to kind of see their growth and further their development, I think. And so that those are two like drawing factors of why I want to stay. And I'm not really explaining it the way I want to, but I just feel like in my heart, that's an idea that's fond to me of like staying and being able to, um, being able to teach fifth grade or teach fourth grade. Now, the tricky thing is fourth grade possibly doesn't have any positions available. The only reason I say that is because all the teachers that, that work there, that work in the fifth grade um, department, like they're already like solid. And most of them look like they're staying unless something random happens and then they leave, which that does happen a lot in teaching is like, a lot of times you'll have someone that you think is staying and then they end up leaving. And so, you know, that is, it's not like that's not a possibility because people leave and come and go all the time. So I was like, that's true. Like someone could leave, you know, the fourth grade, but as, as it is right now, it doesn't look like many of the teachers are leaving. So I was like, okay, but even if I don't get in fourth grade, that's okay. Cause I would be interested in teaching fifth grade, like I said, because of the students that I, already have and know and who could possibly be in my classroom so I was like I'm gonna start looking into that and it's not like I'm committed a hundred percent like I'm like I have to do like I'm more so like I want to check this out to see if this is a possible because before I never considered anything else as a possibility I was just like I was just like okay it's a good idea for me to stay home because I can save on rent and I can save up my money and then I can end up buying a townhouse and da 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 and so I had all these ideas in my head of like I could do this I could do that I could do and and I think you know my dad presented a lot of those ideas and he's completely right like I completely agree that that is like a good route to take too but also I just feel like I feel like I don't want to move too fast you know I feel like sometimes I start getting in these modes where I'm like, okay, next step is get a townhouse. Next step is get a house. And I just feel like that's moving way too fast. And I want to be sometimes in just one place for a little while. And so I was thinking, you know, I could literally just do this for a year. Like it doesn't have to be this whole long thing 
it could literally be me teaching here for a year and you know i would be able to see my students off to middle school um and i would be able to develop further you know connections with the teachers that i work with and networking and that sort i would be able to get my footing a little bit more as an individual because this is the uh, let me say this it has been a hard semester but this is the only time i've ever lived by myself i have never lived by myself in my life like i lived with roommates i lived on campus i've lived at home but i have never lived by myself and so at first the idea of going back home was really great because i was like man that's awesome because i don't like cooking and da 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 da, da. and then i was like that is great but also i want to kind of get an understanding of how to live on my own and and it's one of those things that's also very contradicting because i say i want to live on my own but then i also hate the feeling of being lonely so it's like one of those things where it's like twofold but i feel like when i make it an, an intentional attempt to hang out with people i start feeling less lonely like i went to an event last night and I was just like hanging out with the people that were there. And I definitely today feel less lonely than I did prior to going to that event. And so that's one thing that I have to remember too, is that sometimes I feel lonely because I get in a routine of doing things. It's not necessarily my environment that makes me feel lonely, but I just get in this routine of doing things and then I don't go and like enjoy the presence of other people. And so one of the benefits of being at home is that you don't have to always intentionally make that time it can literally just be at any moment you just running out to the stove and somebody coming with you and then you're not lonely no more and it's like you know what i mean like i feel like all of that is cool and it's great it's, it's amazing as a matter of fact but that's not i don't know i don't know how to really explain it so anywho that was one thing and then where am i going with this Y'all, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to multitask. I got a lot going on. But um, no, so that was just something that came to mind yesterday. And I was like, I'm very fond of that idea. I think that's something that I would love to do. And um, I don't know. I just, I really, I don't want to be too mothering where I'm like, like smothering the students that I work with, but I absolutely love my students. I really do. And I like uh, being able to like see them continue to grow and being able to help them and facilitate that growth. And so that's just something that came to mind. And I thought, you know, once they, because if I'm, this is, this was my thought. If I'm teaching fifth grade, the students that I'm going to be working with are going to be going to middle school. The students that I'm, wanting to see their growth they're going to be going to middle school so then after that all of the students i worked with basically will be in middle school and so i won't have this feeling of like oh i want to continue to you know what i mean because some teachers do that too where like when their students go to the next grade they go to the next grade with their students and i think that's interesting i wouldn't do that too much nah 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 i might go to one more grade but no i'm not gonna do too much but um it's something to be said for being able to do that. And you know what I think? I think this might even be an indication of a greater pattern is that like, it would be interesting to see if like kindergarten teachers moved up 
with to first grade. So like every year you would teach a different grade. You'd vacillate between two grades. So you would teach kindergarten and then your kindergarten class you would go with and teach first grade. And then, you know, you, you would keep going like that. Um, I think that would actually be interesting. And I think that would minimize a lot of the behavioral problems just because, you know, you're with the same person you've already developed the teacher that same teacher that you've already like known for so long and you know how they operate, you know? And so I think that would be interesting because I could see it being like kindergarten and first grade, second grade and third grade, and then fourth grade and fifth grade. And so you would have the same teacher for two years and you would be able to, that's actually a really interesting concept. I would honestly want to explore that, but um, not today. Um, anywho. So yeah. So basically that's that. And that was the thought that I had. And I was like, man, I could actually see this being a good idea. Like I could see this being something that I want to do. It is an idea that I'm incredibly fond of, especially since I love the area I'm in. Like I love the apartments I'm in. I love the food places that are around me. I love the actual size of my apartments and all of that stuff like that. I love the um like trails that I can walk and all of that stuff like that and then I also just love the church that I'm a part of and that's one of those things that I can't find in Fort Myers like I have yet to find I gotta sneeze I have yet to find a church that I really feel like I belong to in Fort Myers and that's not to say that God won't allow me to find a church that I feel like I belong to but that's just to say that I haven't yet and I just feel this sense of like wanting to stay to be a part of something that I don't get the, I probably wouldn't get the opportunity to be a part of in the Fort Myers. So anywho, that's all just some ideas, but there are a couple of steps that have to happen before I can think about doing anything else. The first step that has to happen is that I have to actually see are there available openings, apply, talk with my principal, you know, about whatever, whatever, and then see how that works after that. Like, those are like some of those preliminary steps of talking with the principal, applying, And just putting it out there that like, hey, this is now something I'm interested in and considering. Because there was a time earlier when they were asking who was interested in doing, who was interested in teaching. And they were like, kind of just giving you the opportunity to to do so. And so I didn't really take the opportunity because I was like, my mind was so set on going back home. I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go back home. And that's the only option. And so that was the only thing that I thought about. I didn't think about like, maybe I should still apply just in case or like, no, I was like, I'm going home. And so I didn't consider any other options. And then now with this idea of like staying here for a year, seeing how I like it, and then, you know, going back home after a year, it felt like a little bit more manageable. It felt like, okay, it doesn't feel like I'm going to stay here indefinitely. I know that I have the plan to stay here for a year and we'll just see how it rolls. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I really like that idea. And I really like the idea of it not feeling such like a heavy decision. Like it doesn't feel like, oh my goodness, I'm making the biggest decision of my life. It just feels like 
man, I'm doing this and I'm trying it out and seeing how it works. And, you know, that's it. And, and so I think with that, it makes me feel a little bit better knowing that it's not going to be this humongous decision, but that it's just going to be, you know, something that's a possibility, but not quite this massive thing that I'm thinking it is. And a lot of times my decisions aren't that massive, but I make them feel like they're massive because they feel massive to me. Like when you're the one going through it, you feel like everything is a lot bigger than it actually is. And so because I'm the one making the decision, it feels a lot bigger than it actually is. And so that just gives me further consideration of like, this is not that big. It is a big deal, but it's also not that big. And so I can't keep like, like making myself feel like, oh my gosh, this is so huge when it's really not that big of a deal. Um, And then I was telling my mother this morning, I was like, and then if it doesn't work out, like if, you know, I look and I don't see any positions in fourth or fifth grade, or I look and I don't see the positions I'm looking for, then, you know, I'll come back home. And I'm still going to apply at some of the schools back home. Um, There's only two schools I'm looking at back home, and so I'm still going to apply there. But ultimately, I just feel like this just reminds me of (laughs) – this just reminds me of when I was making college decisions. And I was trying to think of, like, what college that I want to go to. And so I always end up having three options for stuff. My three options were FGCU, SEU, and USF. And then SEU, I was like, okay, I like it, but it just feels a little bit like when I was touring the campuses. It just felt like, ooh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just was like, it's so it was so small. It just wasn't quite what I was looking for. Then, you know, I knew FGCU was like the more affordable option just because they had already uh, guaranteed a scholarship every semester. I think it was like a a lot of money every semester for me transferring from FSW's collegiate program. They did it just specifically for their collegiate students. And so it was like a really good deal. I think it was like 5,000 either, I think it was 5,000 a semester. So I would have basically been getting a whole bunch back and refunds if I had that a semester and the scholarships that I have it plus other scholarships that I could have applied for so that would have been a lot of money coming back each semester that would have been the like you know logical decision to make or I guess not logical but like the what's it called decision whatever it is um and that would have been a fine decision but it wasn't a place where I felt like at peace Like, it wasn't a place where I was like, this is where I I can see myself, you know, like being a student and being a part of. And so when I got on USF's campus, I literally felt myself like I just felt so immediately like at home, like immediately comfortable, immediately at peace. And I was like, this is the place that I'm meant to be. And the amount of growth that I've had here and the people that I have met, I would have still met people at FGCU or at SEU or wherever I went, but who's to say that it would have been the same? And so I feel like God often takes me down different paths for different learning experiences. And so my goal is not to stay in a place just because I feel comfortable, but my goal is to be able to go 
to a place where I feel like I can have the best learning experiences. And not to say that I think that that's here. I think that that's anywhere. I think anywhere I go, I'm going to, wherever God leads me is going to be the best learning experience and the best learning environment for me. But it just makes me think. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, it's something to consider. And so my next step is to, number one, look at their postings and see, do they have any fifth grade positions available? Because if they don't, fifth or fourth grade positions available. Because if they don't, then that is like, it's out of the, it's out of the question then, because I'm not going to stay unless it's a fourth or fifth grade position. Now, part of my mind wants to also say, and this is something I want to flesh out because I didn't flesh this out with my mom, but part of me also is kind of like, well, I might stay if I get a second grade or third grade position because I have two friends. So my friend, Micaiah, she's now got a job in the third grade position. And so, you know, I was like, cool beans, like that's, that's awesome that she got a job and I'm so proud of her. Um, but I love working with her. She's one of my favorite people to work with. And so I was like, well, maybe if I get a third grade position, you know, I could still see those, my students from fourth grade, but I would be able to, um, like, I would be able to work with one of my friends that I know that I love working with. And then also whatever, whatever. But then I was like, I don't know, like, that's still something that I'm kind of like iffy about because I don't want to just make a decision just because I have a friend there. Like, you know, and so that's something that is a consideration of mine that I'm like thinking about. I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe. And I think the main reason why I'm thinking about that is because I still like my main motivation for staying is the school but also it's um the church that I'm at too like the church that I'm at is one of the main reasons why I am so bent on staying just because I love this church so much and I want to be a part of this church and I've been kind of shying away from being a part of this church just because I know I'm leaving soon but if I'm not leaving soon then I don't have to shy away anymore you know and so just things to think about. Um, Like I said, the first step is just to see what all is out there. I don't know what's out there yet. And so I don't know what could be a possibility and what couldn't be a possibility. All I know is that I'm interested and I'm going to look into it. And if it doesn't work out, cool. And if it does work out, cool. Speaking of if it doesn't work out and if it does work out. So this week I dared to try something I've never tried before. So I um, have this like acquaintance uh, and I need to come up with a pseudonym name. Does it really matter? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'll just call him Keenan. So Keenan, basically I met Keenan at this like BSU events, it was like a cookout that they had. And so I met him there and it was like me and him and a group of other people, we played like Uno together. We just played a bunch of different games and all that stuff like that. And so I met him and I was like, I don't know why, but I had just randomly started calling him my best friend. Like I jumped into this character and I had started calling him my best friend. 
And so because I was calling him my best friend, I made up this whole story. I was like, yeah, we've been best friends since fifth grade. You know, we've been dogs since the beginning. Like he's been there. For and so I'm just making up all this random stuff about this kid I don't know. Like I don't know him at all. And I'm like, yeah, this is my best friend. And so we were playing, getting ready to play kickball and we were picking teams. And so as we're about to pick teams, I was like, whoever the team captain was, I was like, hey, I need to be on a team with my best friend. I can't, we can't separate. That's my best, I have to be on his team. And so <laughs> they actually put us on the same team together. And uh, we ended up, you know, <laughs> playing kickball and stuff. And it was pretty fun. But when I was telling people that he was my best friend, he started laughing, but he never denied it. Like he never, he never was like, girl, I don't know you. Like most of the time when I like choose someone random, like I did this a lot in middle, in middle and high school where I would choose someone random and I would just like call them my best friend. So that's how I'm able to jump into the character so quickly is because I've already done it before. And so I know how to like, basically like make it sound real. And so, but before people would always just be like, I'm not your best friend. Don't call me that. Like, you know what I mean? And he like just laughed. Like he just thought it was funny and he just laughed and he never denied like, that's not my best friend. And so then we all ended exchanging numbers for, for our group and stuff like that. And I was like, cool. And so then I had texted him and I was just like, this is Hannah. And then he just said bet. I didn't know what to say after that. So I didn't respond to anything after he said bet. And I didn't want to try to push like having a conversation because I was like, I just met this dude. I don't know him. But I was like, the fact that he was so receptive to me calling him best friend, I was kind of like, man, I actually want to like, you know, possibly see if this is someone I could be friends with. And so then we ended up, uh, what happened? So I ended up texting the group chat and I was like, hey, y'all want to hang out? And it was quiet. It was quiet. Everybody was like, nah, 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 nah. We can't hang out, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, cool. And so I just didn't, um, I didn't text anything else in the group chat because no one seemed to be available. And so I was just like, well, since no one wants to be available, then I'm just not gonna, you know, text again. And I, and I get it because everybody's always busy, but you know how like you're, everybody's like, oh yeah, let's be in a group chat so we can all keep in touch and we can all blah, blah, blah. And then ain't nobody responding when you sending out a text talking about let's hang out. And so I was just like, that's okay. That's fine. I'm not like pressed about it. But anywho, I ended up saying to myself, is it really that I wanted to hang out with everybody or was it just that I wanted to hang out with him? And so it turns out I just wanted to hang out with him. So I was like, okay, let me just reach out to him because he's the person that I'm like kind of interested and fascinated by. And so he's the one that I would like to get to know a little bit more. So I texted him and I was like, hey, best friend, I have a question for you. And then he responded and he was like, hey, bestie, what's good? And so me, I'm like, he's matching my energy. Okay, he's calling me bestie. So we actually like quote unquote besties, like not actually for real, but like we actually quote unquote besties. And so I was like, okay, cool. And so I held on to that and I was like, all right. Then come to find out, I, I was like, all right. I felt, com I felt comfortable because of his response. I felt comfortable asking him this next question, which was something I genuinely wanted to know. I genuinely wanted to know this. So I asked him, I said, hey, um, do you, I said, do you have a girlfriend? I said, okay, I said, 
So here's my question. Do you have a girlfriend? Or I said, no. So here's my question. And this may be a bit random. Um, some would even call this a little bit forward, but I'm just wondering, do you have a girlfriend? If so, cool. If not, I was wondering, do you want to go to the game with me this Saturday? Um, and then I told him, I said, because I'm not trying to like, if you, if you have a girl, I'm not trying to whatever, whatever. But if you don't have a girl, then maybe we can hang out. And this man's response, this young man's response blew me out of the water. I'm still trying to process what happened because I've never interacted with a young man in this way. And it's actually like challenging me. It's really challenging me. So basically he responded and he said, he said, I do have a girlfriend, but I just want to say like, he, let me, let me go get my phone. I can actually read word for word what he said, because it was so interesting. It was really like, it took me by surprise. It threw me to the side because I've never seen somebody say that. So he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, I do have a girlfriend, but I have to say you're dope for even asking in the first place. People be pretending like it's not a possibility and ask me to go in compromising situations without even thinking about the potential of it. But we can definitely hang out in group settings. And then I was like, cool, babe. And then I just, you know, asked him if he wanted to, like, in a group setting, still go to the game. And he's like, nah, I got to hang out. He said, he said, nah, I'm my, fa- I'm my grandparents' favorite grandchild, so I got to be there for them. I said, not you. <laughs> I said, not you being a favorite grandchild. But that was funny. So needless to say all of that happened and i was just taken i genuinely was taken by surprise because i've never seen someone like respond in that way i've never done that before where i've just asked before i started um like trying to pursue someone in that way like because the intention behind it was it was not like oh i'm trying to flirt with you i'm trying to get with you the intention behind it was I want to know, can we hang out so I can get to know you more and see if you're somebody that I want to date? And if you are indeed somebody that I'm interested in dating, then great. And I would love to like, you know, see that I'm not, and it's not going to happen quickly, but I would like to like hang out. But if not, and if you are not available, then that's totally fine. You know, you don't, we don't have to try to like, you know, pretend or like whatever whatever like I was like okay so anywho all of that happened and I was very grateful for it and I was just like I was grateful for the experience just because I feel like that's never happened to me before and I thought his response was very interesting um and so it was a little bit for me it was it was twofold it was something that I appreciated because I liked his honesty and I liked the way that he responded in a way that didn't like, wasn't rude. It was very kind. It wasn't like rude, like, nah, I got a girlfriend, stop trying to hit on me. But it was also like setting a boundary of like, this is not something I'm willing to break. And so I just, I don't know. I really liked that. And I thought it was really interesting to me. So that is the story with Keenan. And What else I find interesting, too, is that him and I are still having full-on conversation right now. Like, we are texting back and forth, and it's so interesting that, like, when you you ask that question, it really sets the tone of how you see everything. 
because I no longer see him texting me back as flirting. I see it as him just simply texting me back. <laughs> and so when you set that clarifying tone, it really helps you to understand, okay, this is the intention they have going behind this. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. And I thought it was, it was pretty cool. So anywho, that was with him. And then one thing about him, though, I have to say, I have to say, I have to say, one thing about him, though, is he takes a lot. Like, and I like it because he really matches my energy well, I feel like. Like, I'm the type of person where I will text you back to back to back, like, not like in a weird way, but like, I just won't put all of my response in one text. I And I don't shorten my responses. I just am like, bam, bam, bam. So I just send you like three and four responses. And so he actually does that. Like, and he was the one that initiated that. And that's what made me feel more comfortable about sending more in my text, like actually having a conversation in the text. Because he be sending like three texts every time he texts back. And it's a pretty consistent text back. Like, it's not like he ate texting for a day. And it like, no, like we actually pretty consistently text back. And he's actually interested in like, learning about the things that I'm talking about. So I was like, oh, I went to this event, like, I mean, I'm a part of this club. And he was actually asking me, so what's the club about? Like, what, did the, what was the event about? Like, actually asking me questions. And I've never interacted with a guy in that way after first seeing, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so interesting to me that he was okay with me asking with that intention, and then also okay with us bringing it back down to the friend level. Like, or not friend level, but acquaintance level. And the fact that he's still like being kind and still responding and actually furthering the conversation and it's not just me, I think that's cool. And he also is really good at like words of affirmation. So he was like, when he, when I first asked that, he was like, but I do have to say that you're dope for asking. And like, that was assuring to me. They'll be like, oh, okay, thanks for calling me dope. Like, I'm glad that, I, I'm, glad that I'm dope. Uh, and then Miss Badu told me that I'm dope. Like, no, that's a that's a song by Toby Wigley. So just just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. But no. And then also, um, what was it? We were talking about grandparents because that was when he had told me that his grand he was going to visit his grandparents this weekend and all that stuff like that. And then um, so we had gotten to this little conversation about grandparents, and I was sharing about how I'm not that close to my grandparents, but like you know, blah 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 blah. And so we're just going like all into this. And then I was like, in his last response, uh, I had like, did the little icon where it was like emphasizing it. And then I was like, all right, so let's talk about something else. <laughs> How was your day? And so he was like, thank you for changing the conversation because um, he was like, thank you for changing the conversation to something else because blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, there's only so much that we can talk about grandparents. Like we gotta move on to the next thing. And so I just, I think it's so cool our interactions and our dynamics and it actually makes me excited for the potential of being a, a friend to him and I actually want to be a good friend to him and I think the reason why I want to be a friend to him is be and, a, and not just a friend but a good friend is because of the way that he's treating me like I feel like he's treating me as like an actual person and like being very respectful and kind and I think that's really cool because you know sometimes when you put yourself out there and you shoot your shot and then you kind of get like, you kind of, it's not your shot doesn't go in, it, it misses or it rebounds or whatever. Um, then like the conversation kind of stops or it doesn't really, nothing really happens. But the fact that we're still like 
maintaining and trying to like know more I guess that's just so interesting to me and this I mean this is obviously like the kind of beginnings of it and so it could phase out later on but it's just so cool to me that that is what's happening now I don't know and so I've never interacted with somebody in this way and so it's it's been really hard I'm I'm starting to process through it and even verbally now processing through it it's helping me see that like because before I was like, oh my gosh, he's doing all these things. He's doing. All- I think I might actually like him now more because of the way that I've seen that he's pretty upstanding. And now I'm like, girl, you don't like him. You just admire him. Like you admire his response. You admire the way that he's interacting with you. And so you think that you like him, but you just admire those qualities. And if those qualities were in anyone, I would still admire that person just because it's the qualities that I admire. Um, because I don't actually like know him, know him yet to whatever. So anywho, needless to say, I had to walk myself out of the hole of being like, oh no, I think I might like him, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so, yeah, but it was definitely an interesting occurrence and I think it's really cool. And so that's it on that. That's it on Keenan um and the situation that happened like I said that's the pseudonym because I don't know I don't know guys I just don't want to put all my information up there um so that's that is there anything else is there anything else I think that's it I really want to say that's all on that situation So that happened this week. Oh, I will say that I was quite bummed out by it too. Not because of anything to do with him, but just because of the fact with my own position of my heart, I was like, like, because I've been feeling recently so desperately wanting a relationship. And I think a lot of that desperately wanting a relationship comes from me not being in the word of God. And so this week I just decided I'm going to fast and I'm going to jump back in because your girl is kind of struggling a little bit in life. And so I feel like that's because I haven't been as intentionally focusing on God. And so that's what I'm planning on doing this week. But um, yeah, I was just like, man. And so I was a little bit bummed out. But ultimately, like I'm processing through it and working through it. Um, because yeah, I think, I, I don't know. So anywho, that's that. Um, let me see what my next, so I talked about school, the school already. I talked about the idea for teaching. I talked about Keenan. Oh, let me talk about fasting and what I read this morning in Daniel. So this morning I was reading my Bible and I was actually like taking notes and like all of that stuff like that. And so I read in Daniel, I was reading Daniel chapter 10. It is so loud out here. I was... (laughs) like dang calm down whoa um I was reading Daniel chapter 10 and Daniel chapter 10 verse 1 really stuck out to me as I was reading it says so I was left alone and saw this vision and no strength was left in me now I'm definitely taking this out of context because this is a situation in which Daniel was receiving a vision and in the previous verse Daniel was with other people, but because they couldn't see the vision, 
well, even though they couldn't see the vision that he was seeing, they still felt this trembling just because of the presence of the vision, even though they couldn't see it. And so they were trembling and then they kind of just fled and left him. And so he was left alone. And he explains that in verse eight, where he says he's left alone and he's seeing this huge vision and he has no strength left in him because of the power and the weight of this vision. And he was so zapped of strength that he literally fell and bowed down and like in the presence of this this vision. And so for me, I related to this number one because I've been feeling so alone. And I've been feeling like, man, I feel like I don't have anyone with me. And it's this feeling now of not just being alone physically, but like the fact that when I come home, I don't have anyone to come home to. Or like, you know what I mean? And so like, I enjoy living by myself. I really do. But also there's this feeling, it's this contradiction of like, you always enjoy where you are, but you also want something else. Like, I know there's a lot of people who enjoy living with their husband and their family, but also at times they want to live by themselves, right? They just want to have moments to themselves. And like, I think that's with anything. Like when you're by yourself, you love living by your, I love living by myself. Like I really do. But also there's this contradicting feeling of like, I also want to come home to someone Um, and not even just come home to family. The feeling now is like, I want to come home to my husband. And like that has been a feeling that I have never really felt before as deeply as I feel it now. And so that's been really hard for me because I've been feeling this feeling of like wanting to be in a relationship and wanting to be intimate with someone um, like emotionally and be able to like really develop a relationship with them. That's what I've been seeking recently. And I'm tired of it, honestly, because I don't want to seek that. I want to seek God. And I want God to be my first, like that's where I'm getting my feelings of intimacy from. Because when I'm closely associated with God, that's when I don't feel that void as deeply. I don't feel that void as desperately. And so now I'm like, okay, And so as I've been kind of getting back in it today and refocusing on realigning with God, even though I feel alone, I don't feel like that alone as much as I have before. And so, but I need to keep taking this to God because this has been something that has just been pressing and pressing and pressing on my heart. And it's like, I think part of it might be because of me seeing other people who are in relationships. But quite frankly, I'm not really around many people who I'm seeing and I'm like, I want to be in a relationship because they're in a relationship. Like a lot of it for me is I want to be in a relationship because I just feel like I'm at at a place where I want that emotional intimacy with someone, where I want to get to know someone and I want to be known. Like, I think that's where I'm at right now. And so that feeling of, wanting to start that preliminary process of getting to know someone with the intention of dating not that we have to date but just getting to know you because i'm interested romantically in you and i want to see if you also want to see we can mutually see will this work out and if not great i mean if not cool um but if so great we can continue taking those steps but like basically i guess what i'm saying is similar to that situation with larry um I, I I'm kind of like longing for something like that again where it's like 
we've met and we've expressed that we both have this mutual interest in one another and we're both interested in getting to know each other and then we are starting that process of communicating and and developing that friendship trying to develop a friendship first to see if it could potentially become something more and so i even would consider like the whole thing with larry we still were just acquaintances from the beginning to the end we were acquaintances there was never a moment when we actually developed into a friendship but now i'm like dang i actually want to be interested in someone like have a potential liking for them and actually develop a friendship with them and then actually see if that friendship could develop even further into dating and then you know what i mean like i don't know that's kind of where my mind is at right now and then um that feeling of like seeing this vision for me it's not really a vision it's more so just like seeing the the weight of this desire and i feel like this is a desire god has definitely placed in my heart this desire to uh have a husband and have a family and not just like just have a husband and just have a family but like for god to be able to work through my family and to be able to work through my relationship with my husband and through my relationship with my children like I that I desire that so deeply because I want God to be able to use my family and our unit as a vessel and I want that feeling of of joy and commitment and relationships and of course it's going to be ups and downs as with all relationships but I want those feelings of of connection that's what I want it's just a connection with someone and I I've not developed that connection with someone in a minute and i think for me it's no longer i want a connection just as a friend like i still want friend connections because i love making friends like that that's what's getting me so excited about uh being friends with keenan is that i just enjoy making friends like i'm i really do enjoy developing friendships um but now with this feeling of no longer just wanting platonic connections but wanting romantic connections of course paced out and not rushing into a relationship but i still have this like desire for a romantic connection um and so that's that desire that i'm feeling and when it said there's there's no strength left in me i feel like for me i relate to that out of context way because this is not what he's saying at all like this is a completely different situation from what i'm facing like this situation with daniel he is literally in the presence of i believe it's an angel it's not jesus because the descriptions within the bible indicate that it's not jesus while it does describe someone who has you know eyes of lightning and they speak and it sounds like a crowd of a roaring crowd like even though there's these really strong descriptions that are similar to descriptions that we see jesus described as there was one particular description in um i believe it was like verse six or verse seven it was um that whoever this person or being is who's speaking or giving this vision to daniel um they were described as not being able to complete their task until something someone had like basically not being able to complete their task until someone had done something else or something like that and so that shows that it's not jesus because jesus can complete his task 
without anyone. Like, he doesn't need, and so this, the way that it was described communicated that this being needed someone else or something else to complete this task. And so that's how we know that it's not Jesus. But I think it might just be an angel. It never specifies if it is an angel or not in that chapter from what I read today. But, um, yeah, so the angel, when they're, when he's in the presence of this angel who's about to speak, like, because he's seeing this vision, there's no strength in him. His strength is literally that because of the presence of such uh, heavenliness and such holiness. Cool. That's a completely different situation than me. But when I saw these, like, key words, that's what really stuck out to me and made me be like, that's how I'm feeling right now. And so that feeling of no strength left in you because of seeing this vision is how I'm feeling now. Like, because I'm seeing these desires, and I know that these are God-given desires, at the root, but I'm seeing the weight of how much I want these things. It's causing me to be zapped just because I'm focusing so much on these desires instead of focusing on God. And so now I'm like sitting here and I'm like, oh, I want this, I want that, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, girl, calm down. <laughs> like, we get it. We heard you to begin with. Like, I feel like that that that's a feeling that I relate to. But in Daniel 12, 10, 12, it says, uh, not 10, 12. Um, it says, then he said to me, so this is the, this is Daniel talking about the angel speaking to him. So then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. And that stuck out to me like a sore thumb because I feel like when I set my heart to understand God and when I humble myself before him God hears me and that was something that was so and it's honestly making me tear up right now because that's something that's so meaningful to me especially since yesterday I had a lot of conversations with my students about something similar so I'll just go through it Yesterday, some of my students wanted to act a plum fool, and I told them that their behavior was disrespectful. And I said, I don't appreciate when you disrespect me because I don't disrespect you. I would like for you to respect me because I respect you. It's mutual respect. And I was talking to one of my students, and I asked him, I said, do you think that I respect you? And he was like, he didn't really respond. And then I was like, well, do you think that I listen to you? Yeah. Do I, or I said, he said, I said, do you think that I respect you? He said, no, I said, you don't. And he was like, yeah. And then I said, okay, well, do I listen to you? And he said, yeah. And I said, when you raise your hand, don't I come over to you and listen to what you have to say? He said, yeah. I said, don't every time you have a question, I help you out. I answer it. He said, yeah. I said, do I treat you like you are important? Uh, yeah. He's like shaking his head along to everything I'm saying. I said, don't I treat you like you're important? He's like, yeah. I said, don't I tell you that I love you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so do you think that those are things a respectful person does? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay. So now that we know that I respect you, I want you to respect me and I want you to get started with your work. And I feel like that is what God 
spoke through me to that student, but also spoke to me through that situation because God is literally saying the same thing to me. God is literally saying to me, Hannah, every time you have a problem, don't I come answer you? Don't I give you guidance? Don't I help you and support you? Don't I treat you like you're important? Don't I hear you and listen to what you have to say? And so because God respects me, and I should respect him. And so, I don't know, when I just, when I saw that phrase, your words have been heard, that made me think about that situation. And it made me realize that God values me and he actually sees me as important. And he is listening to me. Why My words have been heard by him. It's not like I'm just sitting here because I've been praying so fervently every day. And I think a lot of the reason why I'm feeling so deeply all these things is because I'm on my period too. So that's a factor. But like I've been praying every day this week of just like, God, I'm feeling so lonely and I'm feeling so like blah, 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 blah. And I'm just going through all these things. And I'm just like reiterating it, reiterating it, reiterating it. And I feel like God is just like, don't you understand that your words have been heard? And to me, that just, that speaks numbers. Then Daniel 10, 18 through 19 says, again, one having the appearance of man. So this is like the angel that's having the appearance of man touched and strengthened me. And he said, oh man, greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened. And I felt like when I read this verse, I was strengthened. And I was reminded that I am greatly loved by God. That he values me so much. And he sees me as so important and significant in his eye. I am greatly loved by him. And this desire for me to know someone and to be known by someone is meant for me to have that that with a physical human being but also it's more importantly meant for me to have with God for me to know God and to be known by God and when I saw that that phrase greatly loved that stuck out to me and that made me feel a, a sense of peace come on me of like I'm loved by God and that's something that I really try to emphasize with my students is that I love them and even my students who get on my last nerve my students who drive me crazy, I make them hug me and I tell them that I love them. That for me is that reconciliation piece of like, you could act a fool all day. At the end of the day, when I see that you're in a little bit of a calmer state, I will come to you and I will say, hey, we had a rough day today, didn't we? But we got through it together. I told, literally, I told one of my students yesterday, he refused to do his quiz. He was tapping his pencil. He was sitting there. He was angry. I had told him, I said, do you, I was asking him, I said, do you know how much I love you? I love you so much that I want you to be successful and I want you to do your best on this quiz. And you sitting here not doing it is not helping you. And he just refused to do anything. So I said, okay. At the end of the day, though, I came back to him and I said, can I have a hug? And I said, we had a rough day today, didn't we? But we got through it together. And I said, I love you so much. And that I feel like, that's I feel like what God wants me to see is the dynamic between me and his relationship too, is that he loves me so much. I am so greatly loved. 
that even in those moments when it's rough, we get through it together. And he comes back at the end and we come back together and he says, Hannah, give me a hug. We had a rough day today. We, not, I mean, he of course doesn't have rough days, but he is so in tune with me that it is a we thing. Like I didn't have no rough day, but whenever I'm talking to my students about the rough day, it was rough because I am so empathetic for them that it's rough for me. It breaks my heart to see their hearts broken. It breaks my heart to see them not doing what they need to do. And so we did have a rough day. I didn't have no rough day. But we as a collective had a rough day. And so God is saying to me, we had a rough day. We did. We got through it together. And I love you. You are greatly loved. And then I also liked the part that said, fear not, because that that made me feel like, man, I'm over here fretting and fearing about what am I going to do? What's my next step? Who am I going to meet? Blah, 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 blah. What's going to happen? Just all these thoughts. And God is reminding me, fear not. And the fact that he said, peace be with you stuck out to me too, because I've just been lacking peace so much that I've been moving around and doing all these different things. And the the phrase be strong and of good courage just encouraged me to want to be strengthened in the Lord again. Um, and then I read Isaiah 58 because I wanted to read about fasting. That was my next intention. And so this week from six to seven, I'm going to be fasting from YouTube and watching TV on my phone. And I just want to make an intention to pray and do so dig- diligently. Um, but I also want to make an intention to keep the Sabbath because I haven't done that this semester. I've been so, my I feel like things have just been so random that I haven't made the intention to make a Sabbath my Sabbath. Like back in last semester, I had Mondays off. There's not much you can do on Mondays with other people because everybody else is at school and at work and so Mondays were really great Sabbath days for me because I had them off there wasn't many people around and I would be able to just go do things independently and spend time with God but now it has to be a lot more intentional it's not coming as easy as having a Sabbath on Monday because the only time that I have off is Saturday and Sunday and because as a teacher, I'm so tired, and as a student, I'm doing homework in the morning because I can't do homework any other time. If I try to do homework in the evening, it's rough because I'm so tired. But then also um, doing homework on the weekends, like sometimes that's, I don't know, some, like I'm, I'm definitely doing homework today, but like, you know, it, it can be rough sometimes because you've also got to get groceries and clean. And so all these different, like, little things um to do and so I feel like I just haven't been keeping the Sabbath but I feel like God was reminding me through reading Isaiah 5 that fasting is not just about fasting but it's about keeping the Sabbath day holy too and I feel like I need to be more intentional in that and so that's something that's my next goal is to be more intentional in my Sabbath because I have not been so far um and then I also was reading about just fasting and I I realized as I was reading Isaiah 58 that fasting is drawing near to God and humble worship, but it's also drawing near to others through service. 
what was emphasized so much in this was that fasting is not just about you and you fasting and praying because you want to get your you want to get your prayers met but it is about others it is an other centered centered thing too and so while during this fast i do want clarity on what's my next step after graduation what would you like me to do god um and i do want clarity on and 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 i want to pray for you know this feeling of wanting to have a romantic connection with someone and these other things that are just going on in my brain while i do want that to be a space for me to be able to do so more importantly i want it to be able to be a space where i can think about ways that i can serve others because my life is especially living by myself is so me centered that i want to get better at serving other people and not just serving in a formal way where it's like, oh, we have this back to school bash where you can help come make backpacks to give the kids. Like, I don't want it to always have to be some specific formal way of serving people, but I do want to be able to see what are the needs of people around me and how can I serve them? And one person that I really take admiration from is one of the ladies I work with, Aileen. She is not, I don't know if she's a Christian or not. She doesn't really talk about God, but um, I don't think she's a Christian, but, and she like might know God, but she's not like, I don't know if she's like fully a believer. And so, but one thing I love about her is how service oriented she is. She is always putting other people above herself. And she's one of the most like humble people I've met. Like she has no problem letting other people take the lead and supporting them in that. She is always opening her door for other people she's like whenever somebody needs a ride to you know school like sometimes you know the other teachers cars will break down or they'll their other cars being because you know some of these teachers only have like one car for their you know household and so you know like all of that stuff like that like she's offering them rides and she's she's always offering to serve people and while i'm not gonna do that same thing <laughs> I like to take a page from her book on informal service. Those are forms of informal service, I feel like. It's not a formal service where you are volunteering to blah, 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 blah. But it is an informal service where you're able to just be like, hey, I can do that for you. I can pick this up for you. I can. And so I want to learn how to balance that, of course. I don't want to be just always serving everybody and never being able to take you know, care of myself. But also, I want to be able to informally serve other people. And so, yeah. And then I read this verse from Isaiah, and I want to read this to you guys. Isaiah 58, 13 says, If you turn your foot from the Sabbath, doing, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going on your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or take or talking idly, then you should take delight in the Lord and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. And I feel like I have done all of those things. I have not honored the Sabbath. I have gone on my own ways on the Sabbath. I have sought my own pleasure as in doing whatever I want to do. Um, I have not taken delight in the Lord. And I have just been talking idly, like as in like just doing like, just talking about random things that have no meaning or no real 
connection with God. Like it's not prayer. It's just me talking about whatever I want to talk about. And I feel like that has not been um, indicative of me honoring the Sabbath. And so I would like to do a better job at that. I would like to do a better job at taking delight in the Lord. Um, And I think that that will become evident as I am taking this time to fast, fasting from YouTube and watching TV and um, specifically watching TV on my phone because I think sometimes I can get more more in loops when it's on my phone. Like I'm not just going to be like, oh, I'm never going to watch TV this week. Like there's obviously still shows that I want to watch and stuff like that. But my intention is that from six to seven, I am fasting and I am focusing on how can I serve someone? How can I pray? How can I pray for someone else today? Um, and also just bringing my own prayers before the Lord. Because I feel like when I stop micro focus, like sometimes it's nice to focus on other people because then you don't have to focus so much on yourself. And that's literally what my pastor uh, one of the pastors at my church was saying this week in, in his sermon, and I completely forgot about it, but his sermon was actually about service. And he was talking about how sometimes it's nice to focus on and serve other people because you're not so focused on microscopically looking at your own life. Because I'm only focused on me right now, I am literally over analyzing every single aspect of myself to the point that I don't even enjoy, like, to the point that I'm like, oh, like I'm so focused on me that I become selfish. And so I'm seeking to fulfill only my needs and fulfill only my pleasures. And it's like, no, you need to um, focus on other people so that you are able to not focus on yourself so much. And so those are just the things that I was learning and that I want to start putting into practice. And so I hope you all enjoyed uh, listening to this and I'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.